Hey everyone, this is Hootie Hoot from the Sports Deli Podcast, your co-host and producer. We really appreciate you joining us again today for part two of this incredible interview with Jelani McCoy, NBA champion with the 2002 Los Angeles Lakers. If you listen to part one, feel free to fast forward to the 14 minute and 15 second mark of the podcast. And if you did not listen to part one, feel free to listen to the next 14 minutes and 15 seconds of the podcast, which includes the introduction of the podcast, The Sports Deli, as well as the introduction of Jelani McCoy and guest hosts, Rashawn McLeod, former Duke Blue Devil, and Coach K right here in The Sports Deli. Welcome first-time listeners and returners to The Sports Deli. The Sports Deli is sponsored by SportRx. SportRx is the leader in sports prescription eyewear. You can find them online at sportrx.com. And don't forget to enter the code DELI10 at checkout for your special 10% discount. We also want to give props to PSK Collective. Be inspired in PSK, where their clothing promotes inclusivity, empowerment, and equality by supporting female athletes through the Women's Sports Foundation. You can find them online at pskcollective.com or at walmart.com. We also want to thank citylokes.com where you can get your own personalized hats and phone cases, tees, accessories, and much, much more. I ordered two hats and they're amazing. Uh, One of them says the Sports Deli and it has a California license plate and the other one has a Michigan license plate and says speak up and dribble, Black Lives Matter. So check them out at citylokes.com and don't forget to enter the code THESPORTSDELI at checkout for your special 10% discount. And we're so excited to finally be supporting Moolah Kicks. They're dropping in May of 2021. They are the first female-only brand basketball shoe and you can find them online at Moolah, Moolah is M-O-O-L-A-H, Kicks, like shoes, K-I-C-K-S, plural, moolahkicks.com. Again, much thanks to Natty White, the founder of Moolah Kicks. You can always send us an email to thesportsdeli at gmail.com. And you can also DM us on Instagram at Mike Hootner or on Twitter at Michael Hootner. A little bit about your two co-hosts today. Uh, Coach K coaches at Skyline High School in Seattle, Washington. He coached college basketball for a number of years. He worked with the Orlando Magic under Coach Chuck Daly in the late 90s. He's a yoga instructor and a yogi, and he was one of my college basketball coaches when I was at Goucher College. As for myself, Hootie Hoot, I coached college basketball for 23 years, 15 on the men's side and 8 on the women, and I now coach at a low-income first-generation high school girls basketball here in San Diego. I played four years of college basketball. I'm a life coach. I have a beautiful daughter. I'm a professional basketball skills trainer. We love to share space with our guests here in the Sports Deli to talk about the intersection between race and sports, mental health and sports, equality, empowerment, empathy, leadership, education, sports, and solutions. We want to help mobilize, listen, learn, and pay it forward. Remember, your voice matters when fighting systemic racism. Read a book, acknowledge your white privilege, watch a movie about institutional racism, 
call your local or state representatives, and or have a conversation with someone that doesn't look like you. We have to change the economic, educational, police, housing, prison, and voting suppression narratives that currently need to be changed in this country. And the only way to do that is to listen and learn and then help be a part of the mobilization and change that we want to see. We're so honored that you're joining us today. And we hope that you can grab your favorite deli sandwich or bagel and your favorite beverage. And let's do this together in the sports deli. Uh, all right, we want to welcome back Coach K into the Sports Deli and also welcome our guest host, Rashawn McLeod, former Duke Blue Devil under Coach K and former NBA player. And on this 23rd day of National Soft Pretzel Stretch Awareness and Cannabis Awareness Month, we are joined by our very special guest, San Diego's very own, sort of, Jelani McCoy. He played at St. Augustine High School here in San Diego. He did not surf, but did skateboard until he was too tall. <laughs> His dad, who was from Arkansas, was a great high school football player who later became a practice squad player with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jelani started with football, but when he got taller, basketball was a natural progression. He always took the term student-athlete to heart growing up, and the experience of playing in the 95 McDonald's All-American game in St. Louis was incredible, but Jelani said it was in some of the practices leading up to the game with the likes of KG, Vince Carter, Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups, and Paul Pierce that were not suitable for children. He later went mm. on to star at UCLA. He had a triple-double recording 15 points, 10 boards, and 11 blocks. Are you kidding me? Not your traditional triple-double. Anyway, he did it against the University of Maryland in his first big game while listening to Tupac before the game. He got drafted in the second round by the NBA, by the then Seattle Supersonics in the second round with the 33rd overall pick and later won an NBA title in 02 playing with the Zen master Phil Jackson while playing alongside Kobe Shaq Rick Fox D fish and, and D3 sensation Devin George as amazing as that is you don't want to miss the story later about his experience in Seattle and who possibly saved his career he also played professionally in six countries he's been an executive director and producer including but not limited to podcasting called the official McCoy podcast available on YouTube, where he did an amazing episode among others a couple years ago, dedicated to the late and inspirational Nipsey Hussle and his business partner, Ray Young, talking about mental health and Ray's near death experience. He is currently the president of media 34, where he is not only an innovative creator of cultural relevant content that taps into the passions of conscious consumers, but he and his partners, Ray Young, Jocelyn Rose Lyons, and Matt Barnes, who are executive partners, hope to make inroads into the white technology and entertainment space and industry that is long overdue. Jelani's a shrewd businessman and mindful of how the black dollar is not only perceived, but spent and is actively engaged in mobilizing the shift by not only educating people, but putting his money where his mouth is in the black and brown communities. Mental health is an important issue for him as he has learned to manage his anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. One of his favorite moments was when he was guarding Hall of Famer Hakeem Olajuwon and as Hakeem was proceeding to make one of his several patented fakes before he would shoot Jelani stripped his ass and started the fast break. He shares a birthday with Giannis. You can find Instagram at Jelani underscore McCoy underscore 34 and at media 34 where he's the president. What's up, Lon? Who? What up? What's up, dog? 
UCLA, baby. You know I got to represent. Let's go. How you feeling? I'm good, man. You going crazy yet? I've been going crazy. I'm just hiding well. Yeah. Yeah. You're a lot shorter on Zoom than you are on TV. <laughs> Dude, you know, we all getting old, man. My, my spine isn't what, it used, isn't what it used to be, man. Shit. Hey, you see that picture right there, Big J? Oh, God. <laughs> Bring that back. Bring that back. Hold on. Uh, Rashawn. What's going on? Surprise, man. Surprise. Man, what's up, bro? <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm oh, good, man, bro. Rashawn, I was just telling somebody, uh, I work with Showtime, and they did the St. Anthony's doc. And oh, I was yeah. telling them, remember when I came to practice when you guys were in San Diego? There you go, yeah. That was yeah, funny, yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Did, like you went to San Anthony's, right? Did you, did you? I did, yeah. I yeah, went to yeah. yeah. It was you, Jaleel Roberts. Jaleel Roberts, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we had, we had Roderick Rhodes as well. Oh, I forgot. So, See, yeah, yeah, yeah. We was, yeah. yeah. We we had fun out there, man. Out in your hometown, man. Yeah, man. Y'all did. Y'all was clowning. I was like, I was almost came. You know, they they said, yeah, they sent a, a coach Hurley. You know what I mean? Because uh, my mentor, Coach Woolridge and Coach Hurley, were tight. They were tight. Right? So they did. You know, they did the whole thing. Hey, if he comes out here to New Jersey, we'll take care of him. We'll guarantee you he'd be a top five pick. You know what I mean? Y'all did the whole little thing, and I was like, yeah. Mad um, shoot. If we, hey, we we was pretty damn good. If we had you, we might we wouldn't have lost the two games we lost. <laughs> man, <laughs> you know, man. Who'd you lose to, Rashawn? Dunbar. Yeah. Baltimore. And, and Dunbar. Lost, Baltimore. Yeah, Dunbar. Yeah, they had Dante Bright and Keith Booth, and I mean they were loaded. Was that post yeah. Muggsy? Was that after Muggsy graduated? Yeah, it was after Muggsy. Yeah, and um. And then, and then we lost to Maris High School with Donnell Williams and and uh, Warren Anderson. Those guys, my junior year, we lost one. So you didn't lose so many games. <laughs> yeah, man. We, yeah, it was it was it, it was bad for a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, evil empire. Yeah, that's when we uh we we uh, what was the kid name we played against? That was uh he dunked on he dunked on Billy Lovett so hard. The kid <laughs> on our team, it was not even. We, we still clown him about that dunk to the day. <laughs> He had a French name, like Pierre something. I forget his name. But Who I, I, I know all about dunking? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Hey, who? Hey, who? Did, did you, what, hey, who? What, what, hold, hold up, real quick. But I, when I when I when I get when I have Ray on on Monday, and, and this is this is an exclusive. I'm gonna I'm opening with the, the strength shoes because oh, wow. he used strength shoes, and I made a ratchet pair. I cut up. Uh, an old pair of shoes took the bottoms and stacked them on the toe and i made my own pair of ratchet ass strength shoes and i gained eight inches that summer okay hey. some hoodie baguette, some, uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was in the first jump shoes video man my you know because coach hurley was the sponsor for the jump shoes yeah. and he did the first video and my my um my sophomore year man we used to wear them and uh we I mean, we had a bunch of them, and we used to practice in the summer with them on. And we, our first fifteen minutes of practice used to be with the jump shoes. So we did the we did the first video for the jump shoes. You're lucky you didn't <laughs> rupture your Achilles, man. That thing puts a lot Dude. of pressure on the tendon. Wow. Man, 
hey, right, I'm, 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 nice I, I got somebody to blame them. I got, I got somebody <laughs> to blame that my hops ain't coming the way that they were supposed to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do a class action lawsuit against their ass. <laughs> I'd like to know why you didn't just get a pair. Why did why, why did you have to construct your own your own shoe? Were you trying to make it better or were you just on a budget? A hundred dollars. I saved a hundred dollars. Shit. Uh, okay. Are you crazy? Okay, who? Hundred dollars was a bag back then too. Don't get yeah, it. Ninety one or whatever. Because, it was. Is that because yeah. you were born before sponsorship, Mike? <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Gordon coming back oh, into shit. the sports deli talking shit. Yeah, well. For real, uh, you know, I told KJ this and you guys, you know, the UCLA connection and and uh, truly honored that you're joining us. But that's all the time we have for this show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Damn, man. It's a 10-minute introduction. Hey, Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in part Star Wars. Wait, wait. In, in your introduction, there's all kinds of stuff I want to hear about. Because I, I want to hear about the growth spurt, and I want to hear about the skateboarding, and I want to hear about Seattle. But do I understand that, that today is both pretzel day and Cannabis Awareness Day on the same day? Soft Pretzel, Stress Awareness, and Cannabis Awareness Month. Not day, dumbass. You're always talking shit about me being an articulate listener and that I don't listen and all that, man. Get out of here. Hey, man, that's funny as hell because I'm actually a soft pretzel guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am, and I do, I'm an advocate for cannabis. You know what I mean? So, that's right. hey, we pick, we got 23. You know what I mean? It's 23. That's Michael what? Jordan's number. It's a lot of good symbolism hey. going on right I don't think there are any non advocates for <laughs> cannabis, are there? Yeah. Uh, uh, believe it or not, there's still some out Well, there. you know, they're going to be swept over by the, uh, uh, the tide, I believe. Without question. Real uh, it's a good thing that Doritos or uh, Peanut M&M's Day doesn't fall on Cannabis Awareness Day because I'm not sure I'd be able to keep it all together. Nah, everybody, the other dudes would lose all their teeth. You know what I mean? You got to be careful with them, uh, them Peanut M&M's, man. You got to be careful. You might end up leaving with a chip. Welcome to part two of the interview with special co-host Rashawn McLeod, former Duke Blue Devil and Atlanta Hawk, right here in the Sports Deli along with our original co-host of the show, Coach K, along with myself, Hootie Hoot, for Dr. J. We hope that you enjoy part two of this incredible interview with Jelani McCoy, former NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers and former UCLA Bruin. Tops on the menu will be a discussion talking about mental health, not only Jelani's journey, but how we can help people who are suffering from depression or mental health issues right here in the sports deli. Part of what's related to this that used to be more taboo than it is now. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, but it's important. And everyone sort of has a different angle. Uh, you know, Rashawn went through his stuff. You know, my dad committed suicide when I was nine. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, your friend, UCLA brother, Billy Knight, uh, posted mm-hmm. obviously a heartbreaking video before his death. Uh, you mm-hmm. and Ray, you and Ray talked about your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ray's boy, uh, who he grew up with, had bipolar schizophrenia and killed his dad. Yeah, you know. Um, so w- w- how how do we tackle this issue? Not just in pro sports, but just with kids and and uh, going forward. I think it's the understanding. 
you know, I, I think as you go through things, like it sounds like a lot, a lot of us have uh, <clears throat> during this during this call or Zoom. I think it's about recognizing the signs and things that you know, because people scream out for help a lot. You know what I mean? They do it in different ways. Uh, and as far as athletes, you know, uh, I think on Chris's K Day Live, the coach from Last Chance U said, you know, the, the, he can see himself in some of the players when they act out because mm -hmm. he used to act out, right? You know what I mean? So I think right now. Well, like, and back in the day, you didn't, I'm going to cut you off, but back in the day, just listen to me or you didn't pay those things as a coach you just coached and now we, we need to as coaches as mentors as uh, ex-players yeah pay attention to the psychology part of the game and not just the x's and o's you have to i remember when we were doing the, i was a coach at the top 100 camp every team had a sports psychologist uh, they used to sit wow. on the bench with us and go over our reactions with players and our back and forth our dialogue with the players how to get eye contact, make sure you get verbal responses, different things that wow. trigger different things in the brains, especially for the short attention spans the kids have nowadays. It's just a, 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 a mixture of different uh, uh, things that lead to, you know what I mean, us ignoring things because there's a lot of pressure on the coaches to keep their job, to keep wins, to keep recruits coming in, you know what I mean, to make sure that they get people to get, to keep the machine going so they can just turn and turn and turn. And I think that when the machine starts to get off the rails and success isn't as easy or they're not getting the, the same players that they used to respect or whatever's going on in, 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 on their teams, uh, um, it's just you have to pull back and remember that these are young men. We've all had mental health issues. And we, we all know the signs and we all know what happens when you add pressure. Uh, to these situations so it's just about I try to remind myself that I'm not perfect and I've seen these things and there are resources and tools even if you don't know have all the answers you know what I mean you got to get an assistant that does so if you're a head coach you know what I mean and you know you know you it might be getting a little bit past you you better go get the assistant who's sitting down there and when it talks in their language and just knows hey I mean this this and that's going on let's just chill on him today you know what I mean? Let's just make sure he gets a good workout and we there for him or let's just send him home and make sure he's straight and, he, you know, he's eating, you know what I mean? And little things like that, you know what I mean? So I think it's just, if you aren't the guy, make sure your staff are those guys and they can pick up, you know what I mean? Awesome, awesome things that you might be uh, deficient in. That's all that is. <clears throat> and how did you learn to manage uh, your OCD uh, and your anger? Is there anything specifically that you did that you learned from? Cannabis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't put up a bunch of banners on the wall behind you with boxes and plaques? <laughs> no, nah, man. Like, you know, to be honest with you, I always had super bad OCD. Like, you know, I used to open and close the refrigerator and I used to get stuck on shit. You know what I mean? The doors, wow. you know what I mean? The, the opening and closing and shit. I knew how many, uh, I still do kind of, I I know how many buttons are on the remote controls. Wow. I, know, I know how many steps. I, you know, it's 13, wow. 13 steps for me to go up to the stairs and there's six more to do this. You know what I mean? Then I turn to right. I literally, that's how my brain, like, I used to talk. And it's like you're fucking talking to yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're going through all your processes and your little ticks and you're, like, hearing a voice. It's six steps here. I turn right. I turn right twice. That doesn't feel right because I know when it feels like I get the click sound. And the click sound feels right for me. And then I know I can open the door. You know what I mean? I always think I leave my keys or some shit somewhere. 
You know what I mean? It's still, they still come out that cannabis and I got hypnotized. So before the hypnotism was cannabis in high school, you know what I mean? I got offered some cannabis. I was anti-cannabis because in my woke shit, I was on some almost quasi-Muslim, you know, don't know alcohol. Purity. You know, my stepbrother was selling purity, drugs. Purity, the addiction so of purity. My, yeah, my stepbrother was selling drugs. So I was like, you know, drug, you know what drugs do to the community. You know what I mean? I was on, you know, I was on my little level. And I, I think I, I caved one day and we had some cannabis and all of that shit went away. Wow. And it just tripped me out. Like I'm waiting for things I usually tip. I'm I'm talking about I couldn't, <laughs> I didn't talk, I didn't like touching certain things. If I deemed you nasty, or you know, if you like scratching your face, you know, things that people do and you try to reach for me, like I would like ever so slightly pull away or whatever <laughs> it is. It's just, you know, it's, it's the disorder, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. threw a lot of people off. Oh, he's eccentric. No, part of my brain is telling me I can't let do this or let you touch me couldn't use public restrooms. Like I had the whole, I had the whole shit and I didn't know what it was until I saw the ABA. Wow. Oh. So I think that was all the way up to a college. I had heard of OCD or anything. Like I got, like I used to ask my mom questions, rest in peace to my mom. My mom, you know, mom, well, you got that, 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 that. You need to, what you need to do is get your ass in there and read that Bible. <laughs> Come with me to church. That bullshit. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, uh, stuff like that. But I found out Oh, uh, when I had when I had cannabis for the first time, like it literally like all dissipated, and I was super present, and I was able to focus. You know what I mean? I always had laser focus, but it, it was laser focus on. I used to say I spend my day tracking the wonders things I have in my head to twenty five, so I can go to sleep. That was the best way I could explain, you know, when I didn't know what my OCD was. It's like looking at like a hundred screens and I just try to get away of a couple just so it's like 25. You know what I mean? Didn't, never really needed a lot of sleep. You know what I mean? Still, still don't to this day. You know what I mean? My dad's a computer geek engineer, worked for Dell, was an officer in the Navy. So he stayed up coding a lot. So I used to stay with him learning coding and soldering computer boards and shit. So uh, I was just like a, a tweak and, you know, cannabis actually made my tweak like manageable and enjoyable. Mm. Now I could take my anxiety on things, you know what I mean? Even my work, it needs to bleed into my workouts, Rashawn. Like that's why I shot such a high field goal percentage because <laughs> I used to vamp out if I like missed a shot in the workout. If I'm missing shots, working on my jumper, I'm not hitting. It used to piss coaches off. Like, come on, man. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be weird or like be, I don't have a bad attitude. It's literally right. OCD tweaking me out because I'm doing the same thing every time and the ball's not going in. I'm doing what you're telling me and that shit's not going in. Like my body and my, my the cells in my body are firing off. So that's what I started getting down on camp, cannabis and never really been a, been a big drinker. I can, cause I'm a bigger guy and I'm an athlete and I can, you know, when you're in college, you can do all type of silly shit. But once I found like cannabis, like had me straight dialed in, no anxiety. I had aversions to food too. I never used to eat, you know what I mean? Cause I was always like anxious about some shit or worried. So then I could eat, you know what I mean? Eat, started sleeping a little bit better. Um, class was going a lot better. I had some other personal issues that I was able to compartmentalize. And I was like, shit, you know what I mean? This plan is here from God. You know, what's your laws and you know, what it says, you know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely rolling with this plan. So ever since then, you know, I'm, I, I made my commitment. 
I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm still an advocate. I'm always going to be because it literally helped my life. Who knows what would have happened if I could would have continued, you know, being OCD'd out and just drinking all the time on some college shit, you know what I mean? Doing other pre- high pressure shit. Those things leave marks and scars sometimes if you don't have the proper resources. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that cannabis entered my life. It took me through a wild ride, cost me a little bit of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm still, I'm still glad it entered my life. Now, when they hypnotized you, did you feel like you were 5'10 afterwards? No, man. I just felt it was weird. I just felt like I can control space. Like one of the things like, well, the therapist uh, made me do when I came into the gym, when I was experiencing my anxieties, a lot like what Kevin Love talks about, because you don't never know when it's really going to come. It just right. comes. And it's like, I'm, a, I'm weird right now, you know, and everybody around <laughs> me is weird. Was just honoring the North, the South and the East and West in the gym. Because he knew I was like very Zen. I was kind of yogish and Zen and believed in, you know, I was marking the martial arts and shit. So he had uh, did some tricks. She had did some tricky shit where, you know what I mean? She involved like the lights and things that she knew that my brain, you know what I mean, would go through. So after that, like, I felt like I was able to control like different energies and not just like, not just just ever so slightly move out of the way instead of stepping in everything and confronting and making a big issue. And just kind of be like, you know, being water, my friend. That's what more, more what it was more like. So it helped a lot. Because when you're going in and out of the NBA and you're going to different teams, and you need to get to tell you, and you got to do the early bus workout, plus pay your minutes, plus ride the bike if you didn't play so-and-so minutes, plus travel. You got to be the first in the drills and practice all the sprints and everything, going to different teams. And, you know, that shit is stressful, man. So, you know, you got to have something, and that can't always be the tequila, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so last thing that I want to talk about, if it's okay, before we get to the rapid fire. Um, yeah. So when you uh, another UCLA brother, uh, former NBA player who made his mark um, by having a certain type of persona mm-hmm. uh, in Matt Barnes. And, you know, we've gone from where we were when you, you guys were in college to Matt Barnes is having a one-on-one with the president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, your, your company is, is changing things in ways that I don't even understand. Um, Baron Davis, obviously was slick, you know, just, there's things going on just with UCL people that Johnson's a bear. I mean, a lot of guys that, that are, um, trying to break the mold and break into, you know, white America. I'll tell everyone a little bit, you know, what you're doing and, and the importance of storytelling and uh, uh, not just from the, all the smoke, but from Media 34 and what you guys are doing. Yeah, shout out to Matt Barnes, man. Matt Barnes uh, been doing a fantastic job leading the charge, uh, not only as, as far as cannabis, but as far as being outspoken to athletes, having control over their own voices. And uh, that's that's basically what, what Media 34 uh, is about. You know what I mean? We've been storytellers. We're either the, the objects, the subjects in the story. You know what I mean? A lot of us were there for a lot of the stories that, you know what I mean, are being told right now. Uh, or no people that were there have family members or in those same neighborhoods. There's a lot of these great things that are being stored across the media stories, whether that be the stories about straight out of Compton, you know what I mean? All the basketball documentaries that are coming out, the basketball movies, you know what I mean? Since the beginning, you know, the stories about from blue chips to above the rim 
to uh, you, you name it. These are our stories. You know, we're no stranger to white America. You know, at the end of the day, our stories are, are no stranger to white America. White America has been able to make a lot of money, you know, and mean? manipulate, and been manipulate. able to manipulate, form whole networks and conglomerates based off the backs and sweats of some black creators. And it's not just the actors and the people that sing, it's the people behind the scenes. There's so many creative directors and people that set design and people that fell into things that, you know what I mean, just being on the scene creative. Uh, that has so many uh, jobs behind the scenes as Disney's, Warner Brothers, you name it. I was just going to interject and say the, the thing that I heard either from Tremaine folks or somebody else was that that a lot of white producers and directors over the years have rejected anything that had to do with black or brown America because they wanted to maintain the control and the narrative, even though they could have made billions more. And so oh, that's yeah. why it's so important that these spaces that you guys are creating is um, long overdue because they've been controlling this narrative far too long and that's just not going to happen anymore. No, man, I used before before Media 34, I worked for another company, Officialized, for two years and we had the most athlete, professional athletes under one platform. We had 30-something athletes, Richard Sherman, OBJ, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we were like heavy on the NFL. When I took the job, I started making a pivot into the WNBA, Angel McCautry, uh, Udonis Haslam, uh, Montrez, you know what I mean? So we, 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 what we did was we combined social media, e-commerce, and content for all of those players, right? So we posted natively for them on their social. Rashawn would have a T-shirt, a coffee mug, whatever we felt like he could sell to the Duke Blue Devil fan base as well as his fan base for his professional team, right? Because you got the top guys and you got – other guys who were able to monetize their name, bound down, then move a lot further along down the bench. So we were doing that. We had, obviously had our top tier player uh, players. We were going into uh, women's sports, uh, action sports, and that whole nine. And uh, what I found was when we were outsourcing, I, I did a co-directed, you know, a bunch of content, probably like a million dollars worth of content when I got the job. And when I would find we would outsource people who did stuff for thirty for thirties and all these different things, like. Uh, just going in, you know what I mean? Obviously, they had the technical shot list, you know, everything you're supposed to have, the schedule, you know, all of those things. But their stories were full of shit. You know what I mean? The things, their questions were full of shit. Like, uh, athlete, you know, our whole thing at the company at that time was speaking athletes, speaking to athletes, you know, how athletes speak to them. And the questions and the things that they produced were just shit that was just ridiculous, corny. They would never say that. You're going to lose them, lose the energy on the set, yada, yada, yada. And that just kept on happening. You know, the more and more things we went to meet with executives and different brands, they were literally asked for, hey, you got, you like, it was like a, like a menu thing. Like, you got any stuff, you know, with this, this culture, with athletes, you know what I mean? You know, these are cool podcasts or school, but you got anything that's a little bit more culture, you know what I mean? A little bit more swaggy or whatever they're doing now. So, you know, hats off to Baron. He started his company based off being a lot in a lot of those com uh, conversations and actually naming his company sports lifestyle and culture, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, a, a back at you thing, you know what I mean? Same thing, like controlling, controlling our stories, uh, obviously providing resources and protecting creatives and just, you know what I mean? And, 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 and doing dope shit. We're doing dope things that other people are starting to pivot and trying to do uh, but, you know, it's kind of too late now because we, yeah. have, we have the secret sauce. It's just like you have to be us to be there. Like 
we're really there. We really know these people. We really work for Matt. We uh, produced the interview with Biden on the campaign trail with Matt. Amazing. Um, so we've been just doing, we've done stuff with the Jackson estate. Uh, we're just, we've really been trying to do dynamic stuff, whether it be, it's all about the story. So you come to us with a story. A real story. Yeah, but we figure out what is it? Is that a podcast? Is that a mini series that we can tell on Instagram? Is that a mini series that we can get to a brand and they can take it and sell it somewhere? Can we, because it's a live stream on YouTube, right? A lot of people can turn on cameras and make content, but where does that stuff live? You know what I mean? Where can you distribute it? What's the audience? What's the best way to tell the story? So that's what we've been doing in Media 34 is finding out the best way to tell individual stories and using the best medium to tell that story. It could be animation. could be, uh, you know what I mean? It could be comedy. It could be serious. It could be three minutes. You know what I mean? It could be 15. It could be episodic could be a documentary, you know what I mean? A full free, uh, full, uh, full feature. So we're just trying to tell dope stories the way we, uh, the way into different audiences, the way we feel like they want to see and hear from them using the right music, you know what I mean? The right shooters, the right, uh, the right to the different things that are resonating on different things. It's different between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the different, you know what I mean? Places that people are putting content. So you have to have an eye for those different, uh, vertical. So that's what we've been concentrating. It's been a lot, but it's been fun. Yeah, man, that is fascinating. And it's about fucking time. And, and you know, and it reminds me of um, when I watched Steph Curry and, and Chuck and Ozzy, um, there was a race in sports on the golf channel. Um, and when I was watching Steph Curry, obviously we know how important certain issues are to him. He's, you know, he's, he's uh, read, he's interviewed uh, Obama but his body language and the way that he was intently engaged in that conversation, yes, he's going to go down as uh, we talked about yesterday in Clubhouse as a generational shooter, as Rashawn so eloquently <laughs> pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could argue if he's a generational player or just a generational shooter. But but he wants to be remembered, uh, and I want to ask you the same question, uh, for being more, as much if not more off the court, uh, than he was on the court in terms of his impact in the black and brown community. And so I yeah. want to ask you, obviously, you want that to happen organically? Is that part of your mission? Or is that just, <clears throat> you're just doing what you're doing because it's about fucking time. And if that's a byproduct of it, then that's what will happen. No, that's what I'm out here setting out to do. I'm not out here playing no games and no disrespect to nobody else or the white community, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, or, or whatever it is. I just know that, you know, our stories can be told our way, you know what I mean? Uh, especially since everybody's so leaning on sports right now for everything. Sports, you know, they're putting people in movies, KGs and full-length features now. Dudes are selling products that ain't got nothing to do with basketball. They're investing in companies. So um, it's, yeah. now's the time. So I would encourage Steph to do that. He should want to be remembered as that because you can do it now. Back when, right. you know what I mean? Back in our day, a couple of people lost their jobs couple players yeah. you know what i mean didn't want to be you know what i mean the, the 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 face of social social justice and you know police brutality and you know whatever it is that happens they just wanted to play their game and make their money and you know give back silently when they could but i think if you can get back you know silently noisy still, still able to maintain your integrity and your brand you know now's the time to do it you know if, if not now then when you know what i mean it's a different than the handout bullshit. I think what he's doing is not, black, black people are doing a good job of not asking out for handouts. 
You know what I mean? Not 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 this reparation shit. You know what we've been doing a good job is what we always do is work what we work with what we got. You know what I mean? Use platforms. You know when we have platforms that are big and can can get notoriety or make you know actual change like Matt and Stack have been make, making. That's one lens. Then there's the Steph Curry lens. Then there's you know who uh, then there's a handful of other players that got other lenses, you know what I mean? Not one person can control that lens, so to speak. I'm glad that we're getting a wide variety of people, Steph's, Madden Stack's way, Steph's way, uh, even Kyrie's way is right to me, you know what I mean, at the end of the day, because he represents somebody that, trying to figure themselves out, you know what I mean, you know, whatever it is in his life, he's still a young man. He's trying to figure out, you know, what it means to be an athlete and have this influence and more money than athletes ever have. So, um, I'm intent about doing that. I was raised to do that, you know what I mean, and be all inclusive. But I'm obviously come from, I'm obviously a black man, you know what I mean? So I'm going to speak to black people first before I move out and venture out to, uh, you know what I mean, white America, so to speak, which is how movies like Friday and all these yep. things that had great commercial success and launched everybody's career is because they were talking to a specific audience for real, for real, you know what I mean? White America really fell in love with it based on the performances and the reaction. Is it from their, you know, what from what they're seeing in, in their peer groups, you know what I mean? But films like that that are targeted to us organically end up being things that are accepted worldwide because, you know what I mean? Like you said, you don't have to go searching for that audience organically. If you know where that audience is and you can speak to them in their language and the way they're used to communicating you're going to have some type of success. And with so many different platforms and streaming things, if you buckle it, if you button it up right, you'll find a market where you'll be able to have some success. Jelani, do you, awesome. do you have feelings of optimism? They come and go. They come and go. At this point in time, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Everybody's fatigued. Can't be out here. You yeah. know, I, I don't like to act surprised anymore. You know, I'm tired of acting surprised. Everybody know what it is out here right now. If you're black and brown, Asian, you know what I mean? You know, women in the workplace, you know what I mean? With the weirdos, everybody at this point knows what time it is. It's not, it's, it's not even, everybody knows the white community has some work that they have to do. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, this is a white issue that they need to fix. We didn't rewrite the textbooks. We didn't steal the damn land. We didn't change the maps to make other things look bigger than they, when they really are. We didn't have no control over that shit. Even my school is St. Augustine, you know what I mean? I recently didn't find out until a couple of years ago that St. Augustine was a black man. The statue in front of the school is a, is a white dude with, you know, the flowy hair. This dude was from North Africa, a black man, known for having a good time. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's stuff it, it's stuff like little sneaky shit like that. Like black people didn't do that shit. Ain't nobody trying to rewrite the history books, put a religion on people, change Bibles, change shit. You know, we didn't have control of them. We were over there with Man Samusa spreading the diamonds and jewels and shit around and the love everywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the Europeans came over and took minerals and all that extra shit. So that's, that ain't our problem. You know what I mean? We got the, the, uh, a white America has to fix that problem. Only thing that we have to do is like, like I said, I, at some point in time, I'm like, man, everybody got to do what they got to do at this point. If you want to say, fuck it, this, this, that, you know what I mean? It comes from a place of pain that you have to understand at, at, at this point in time right now. So I have, I have optimism, but it just is what it is right now. 
You can't be acting a donkey out there in the street when you're black and you're, and you're driving and it's police. It's 2021 right now. We've seen all the fucking videos. You can't be out here bushing with the cops trying to be arrogant. You know what I mean? If you've seen American Skin, you damn near can't be talking to them woke. Go watch American Skin, a great film. You know what I mean? Great yeah, film where the guy tries to save his son at a, at a stop because he wants to have a woke woman in video. You can't even do that shit no more. So at this point in time, you can't be ignorant to the bullshit that is going on when you're black, brown, and Asian. You got to be stepping lightly out here, keeping your head on your shoulders, you know what I mean? Making sure you're taking care of your loved ones. Because there's some real, I mean, I was on a job before this, and for whatever reason, like when cars were passing by, you know, I had my shit on and cars were passing by. I'm like, for real, for real, it could be one of these weirdos just out here, just like, I'm going to just run this nigga up. You know what I mean? It's just like like weird shit like that it, it enters my mind. You like you have to be out here thinking like that in the middle of the days. You got kids in schools away from you, white teachers doing funny shit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Fewer shit is going on in school. So there's so much reform and everything's just up and up in the wind right now. You have to be optimistic, but you can't be that dumb not to know that it is what it is right now. Yeah, it is a white problem, and uh, that's why we're trying to have that conversation going on with, uh, you know, a lot of our white listeners, and and the ending of American Skin was fucking whacked. I did not expect that ending. At oh, all. man, it was uh, powerful. Yeah. No spoiler alerts, Hootner. Powerful uh, film. Shit. I didn't say anything what happened. Well, you said something. Said, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to stop you before you say too much, like usual. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing else. All right, let's, let's buckle your seatbelts. Let's get okay, for, th- for this segment... <laughs> Jelani Gordon and Rashawn, it. it was nice to see both of you guys. I enjoyed spending some time with you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for being here and being so candid. I can't stand this segment, so I don't I don't participate. <laughs> he loves I get it. it. He bullshitting. All right, be well, you guys. All right, you thanks, too. G. Thanks, G. All right, G. All right, all right. Good times or Jeffersons? Damn. Are we that, starting off like that that's already? That's the first one? <laughs> uh, good times, man. Good times. Good times. Wow. Rashawn, you answered the Jeffersons, didn't you? No, man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wait. So, so wait. Good times or all in the family? Good times. So there'll be a four-point play eventually. Widen and lengthen the basketball court. Should there be a four-point play? Or widen or lengthen the basketball court? Which should come first? Man, widen and lengthen the court. I don't want to see no four-point players, man. That's just me. <laughs> I don't want no rock and jock shit. This ain't no rock and jock. Dudes is getting bigger and faster anyway. You know what I mean? Let them rock out yeah. in a little more space. I agree. So we've transformed. Uh, um, what's next? What's the next uh, kind of player after Steph? Uh, damn, that's tough. I think everybody, I think right now you're seeing specialists here. I got one for you right now. You're seeing specialists. I think actually it's going to go back to where everybody had game one through five. Right. And it's not just somebody picking rolling. I think it's going to change to five players on the, on the court. that can do the exact same thing. So if you can drive and kick, you can drive and kick to another person who got some wiggle, and then he gonna kick to this somebody. Is horrible else. basketball! Oh my god, that is horrible basketball. Oh, uh, but that's but, what it's gonna be. But it can but still that's go what it's It can still go in the post. I'm just saying it won't be like a Stephen Adams. Even if it is the Stephen Adams, like he's still gonna be able to step out 
and knock down the three down, or right. bring the ball up the court or something like that. I swear I think it's moving. Right. It just, it just, I just, me personally, I just feel like diversity in players make the game more interesting. You know what I mean? Like True. You know, when you got five of the same guys, it's like, it's really like your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. There's no, there's no like, yeah. like, I, like, so like I was having, I was having a discussion with my brother about this and we were talking about how the game is less predictable than it used to be. Yeah, like when yeah. we were coming up, we, you know, you knew what the, you knew what the defensive scheme was based on the way teams played. And now you got Kyrie and James Harden, you know, guys that don't have any structure to what it is they're going to do next. <laughs> you yeah. know, they got signature moves, but they're going to break plays all the time. All the time. When we were coming up, you ran your play for a specific set shot for a specific guy. Guys did their job, and it worked like a well-oiled machine. And now you got one guy that always just breaks the play in the middle of everything. And not that yeah. that shouldn't – I mean, it's, it's valuable, but there's very few guys that are really good at it. But everybody still does it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, 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 the babies the babies are learning the wrong way because they're they're missing right. patterns of basketball. When I used to coach certain, but you know, there's certain patterns in basketball that they completely forgot, like how to get like easy layups, or right. you know, sometimes back they just want to euro for no for no screening. reason. Yeah. Back screening for people. No more. No. They don't screen no more in the league. They don't touch each other anymore. They don't even want to touch nah, each other. No, they just be exchanging airspace, bro. Yeah. I coach high school and, you know, the kids are always be like, coach, I could beat you. And I'm like, you can't beat me because you, you, <laughs> I'm too big. Like, I'm, you, you're not going to even want to touch me and I'm just going to back you down or, or, or go right through you. You don't even want Like, I'm sweating and you don't. You're going to be mad. You're going to take it personally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you physical with me. This and man, no, I was just I'm not about to go nowhere. But straight to the basket in minimal space, you exactly. know, that's what's missing is like they need six moves to do what we used to do, like a rip through and like yeah. go right off the right. shoulder, end up straight up at the yeah. basket. So they, they got a right. lot of fat on the game, but they nice though. I ain't gonna, no, you yeah, get some it, of them nice. On, some of them nice. One of these young dudes, shoot, that's <laughs> your ass, you know what I mean? So, you know, they can shoot, they got wiggle, so they, they nice. It's just a different style, and I think they're missing. Like Rashawn said, a couple patterns from the old school to keep the to keep the game balanced. Yeah, balance. Balance. yeah. The, inte- the integrity of the there game. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's too bad Gordon got off because he's a motion guy and he runs motion still with his high school team. Nothing else. Yeah. And, and I and I'm of the school of thought and as a skills trainer myself, I teach a combination of both old school fundamentals and making sure they have at least one go to. Right, and yeah. uh, more of a holistic approach with body language, leadership, those types of things. But, you know, I teach in the Steve Smith and the Kevin Johnson. Those are my two go-tos that I teach. And, yeah. you know, they got to also be able to know how to rip and go, do a plyo push with like a Derrick Rose side, side plyo push, you know, basic moves mm-hmm. to, to get past somebody on one <clears> dribble, <throat> you know. Right. All right, let's, let's keep it moving. Shawshank, lean on me, poetic justice or Friday? And what kind of uh, what kind of uh, pack is that? What kind of four pack is that? Uh, <laughs> lean on me, poetic justice of Friday. I'm Friday out. Uh, poetic justice was the bomb, man. I wish you didn't have lean on me against my boy Anthony Grant. I'm gonna take lean on me. That was my shit, dog. Fair Eastside. <laughs>
that was my shit, man. Was it? What was that? Troop that was in there singing that or whatever. Yeah, that, that was my shit. Mm-hmm. I gotta go with lean on me. H N I C. Morgan Freeman, yep. the Batman, yep. yeah. yeah, you know me. Yep. So yep. you were you were singing. So what song would you be singing in the car right now if you were by yourself? Depending on what my mood is. <laughs> right now I'm gonna be singing that new Snoop Gang Signs <laughs> off his new album. He's done some vintage Snoop West Coast shit. So I, I'm gonna be singing. You know, my moods change. My mood music is eclectic. I might be singing some James Blake. You know what I mean? I could go. You never know. Who? You never know. I'm a San Diego guy. I could be. I could be rostered out. You just never know. It depends on how my mood. <laughs> David Wingate's uh, cousin was uh, starting point guard on my high school team, and he would always play Barry White going to the games. I was oh, like, wow. I, man, I was like, that is crazy. So wait, what would you be singing at? To, what would you be singing at the family picnic? I wouldn't be singing shit at the family picnic. I'd be too busy feeling my face. I'd be too busy feeling my face. I might be on the domino table. I might give you a couple. Whatever I might give you a couple bars, but it's a family table. I'm I'm just trying to you know be the not. I'm just trying to be in the cut when I'm with my family. You know what I mean? I don't have to do too much uh, uh, parading around. I just like to be invisible. When I'm with Who's the doing the barbering? Probably my wife. For real, for real. She build the grill, cook on the grill. Wow. You know what I mean? She's the handyman in the house because she has smaller hands. I got my hands are too big. That's always my excuse. <laughs> I can't screw that down in there, man. My hands too big, man. So you said you yeah. had two kids? I got two kids. Are they are they hoopers? They are. My girl just actually started her first workout. She wow. surprised us all. We were all watching her. She just took off and was like doing shit. We didn't even know that she could do like had control over the ball, wow. like looked supremely fluid and pretty at the same time. It was awesome. Nice. Uh, my son is about to. Me and Andre Miller uh, are had a team. We were starting a team before the pandemic hit. Uh, and my Andre Miller, twenty year uh, NBA point guard, like designated him as the point guard, and he was like literally coming out of a boys and girls club basketball. Really wasn't really want to do the club thing. But we were starting a team. He was starting to rock out, you know what I mean, around a whole bunch of kids. Marvin Jones' kid, uh, the wide receiver oh, wow. for yeah. the uh, uh, for the Detroit. And I think he got traded. Yeah. But we just had a bunch of uh, uh, we had we was gonna be dope. We started we starting it up back now. But after COVID hit, he loves his grandparents and he was terrified of COVID. So basketball wow. really wasn't really wasn't his jam. His you know academics was and protecting his grandparents because he wanted to have a chance of seeing them. Wow. So I kind of didn't sweat him, but now he's waking back up. You know, we just started working out. I started working out with Dre and get him back on the circuit and ease him back into it. But yeah, to answer your story, uh, long story short, yes, they both are hoops. That's nice. cool. So best saying after a made basket, wop, swack them, swick it, or bottoms. Mm. <laughs> swap, you said swap. Yeah, either swap or swack them. Swack them, skit. Skit. I like swack them because you know that swack them when that thing follow through the bottom of that thing. Yeah, yeah. Follow through the bottom, bottom of that thing, and the net jump back through the through the through the top. Hell yeah. You usually lean with swack them. Gd is a little janky. You usually leaning off to the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like swack them. I did. I my new shit is cabbage. 
<laughs> like when I went out there, I went to go, I'd be like, cabbage? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I like, so I'm going to go with Swapping. I bet. So if the NBA logo was changed, would you choose Bill Russell, Kareem, Kobe, Mike, or LeBron? Stop it. Going with being all due respect to everybody else. I love LeBron and Cap and everybody else, but I'm going with B. You know, mm-hmm. I've never seen such reverence, you know what I mean, for a person after he's been taken away from the game. Unfortunately, this was, you know, he met, you know, he, he met his, left this earth too, too fast. But, I mean, everybody know what time. Kobe's game speak, uh, spoke for itself. I think it was transcend- uh, transcended a lot of times. So, I think... What he did after the game, pushing dudes to be fathers, girl dads, you know, how he was on the business, man, tip, you know what I mean? What he was doing while he was playing behind the scenes for his business, you know, he was writing those books and winning uh, best uh, small, best house every year out of Los Angeles. They were doing shorts, writing books. So I'm, I'm going to go with B. Hmm. Interesting. You and your boy, KJ. Um, yeah. Grape Ape, Pink Panther, Fat Albert, or Scooby Doo? Uh, Fat Albert. Uh, yeah, Fat Albert. Hey. Fat Albert all the way. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? That's tough. I used to be all about the French toast. Depending on who making the waffles, is that a Belgian waffle? Is this like some home waffle? You know what I mean? Depending on who waffle. Waffle house. You know waffle house. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Definitely if it's from the waffle house. You know what I mean? I'm a, uh, French toast, man. Because it's hard to mess up the French toasties. And if you can get you a good French toast, you'll be all right. Yeah, for sure. Candy or popcorn at the movies? I'm eating both. Why you got it, man? You ain't, you ain't got to make a decision on that. I mean, and I'm mixing my, I'm going to the boozy theater and I'm mixing caramel butter, caramel popcorn hey. with the butter. I'm pumping butter over the shit. Oh, wow. And I'm getting some candy and a soda. I do not play a game in the movie theater. I'm like 2,500 calories deep. And I'm going to the matinee because you ain't going to get me for the $25 for the ticket. That's too. What so I'm going to go to the matinee and eat all that shit early. That's so that's up. my answer. <laughs> that's hilarious. Chick Kern, Steve Lavin, or Bill Walton as an announcer? Chick. Yeah. Legendary uh, Chick Kern, yeah. Queen Latifah or Salt and Pepper? Queen. Queen yeah. Latifah showed me a lot of love in, in Peanuts in L.A. You know what I mean? If you ever heard about the legendary Peanuts in L.A., mm-hmm. I got the super pass from Queen Latifah in Peanuts in L.A. I'll never forget it. I was with Ricky Davis. MC wow. Light was there as one of my great LA moments. It was wow. a fantastic evening. So always Queen Latifah. Wow, she's amazing. Uh, KRS One or Eric B and Rock Kim? KRS One, simply because of my philosophy alone. I used to listen to that on repeat, like I swear, like 20 or 30 times. Uh, I, wrote every, I wrote every word down as a kid. Just so oh, I my goodness. Song, my philosophy alone, dude, is just, I used to, like, turn that damn thing. Go pick another song. I remember my parents <laughs> like, dude, like, I think very deeply. That was You're that, right. That whole, that whole, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely KRS One. Ice-T, Two Live Crew, or N.W.A.? NWA, without a doubt. Followed by, I used to love Two Live Crew, though. That ratchet shit, you know what I mean? I used to get in trouble for listening to a lot of that. <laughs> hey, one time, and you know what I mean? All them side. I used to like that Florida ratchet shit, you know what I mean? I used to come on the box, too. They used to have the best videos. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the box, who, 
with Ken was on cable. They used to show music videos on like Channel 54. And oh, Tula, hell yeah. Yeah, Two Live Crew used to be number one all the time because they had the most raunchiest video. So, <laughs> yep. uh, but but I'm an NWA gangster, West Coast gangster music, you know what I mean? So I got to go NWA. Eddie Kane, P.E., Public LL, or Run DMC? Who was the first one? Big Daddy Kane? Big Daddy Kane, Public Enemy, LL, or Run DMC? Damn. <laughs> the, the pink cookies and, and booming sis, that whole L, right? The LL had a the vibe. Yeah. yeah, L had a vibe with me for a minute, man. He was holding me down. And, and you light skin, man. And you light skin, man. <laughs> yeah, he was representing for the light skin brothers, you know what I mean? But did you, well, who else was in that group? Uh, Public Enemy. You said Big Daddy Kane, though. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane, Public Enemy. Big Daddy Kane was a vibe. I had a lot of Big Daddy Kane types. I used to be excited for the Big Daddy oh, yeah. Kane drop. I'm gonna go with Kane. He was yeah. singing. You know what I mean? He was on some cool shit. He had to, he had to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, he His did. flow was on point. You know, he had the ladies. Yeah, he had the sick ass part. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Kane. '88 with Kane rule with half step. Half Snoop. step was my shit. Snoop, Jay Z, Tupac, Drake, or Kanye. Come on, man. That's so weird. I'm gonna go to I'm, I'm gonna go Tupac, but I don't appreciate that this little this little fact <laughs> that you put together. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go Tupac. Snoop is one of my favorite rappers just because Snoop's music is so positive and timeless and he's still rapping. Yeah. Uh Drake is the shit, you know what I mean? But if it's out of that group, anything Tupac, Tupac automatically wins for me. I ain't yeah. playing that game. Morgan Freeman or Denzel? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you didn't put me in a tough spot here, man. You know, but I'm gonna have to go Zell. I'm gonna have to go Zell. Yeah. Unfortunately. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just the, you know, the physicality of Zell. Zell done beat a couple people up in a couple movies. Morgan ain't really been beaten up. He's not really a physical guy. You know, Denzel done jumped off a couple cars, bust a couple guns, beat a couple yeah. people up, you know what I mean? Morgan is just that classic, but you know what you get with Morgan. Yeah, no doubt. White men can't jump. Hoosiers, blue chips, Space Jam, or loving basketball. Man, white can man, white man can't jump is my, is my shit. Bro. That's a funny movie. Yeah, I just, I can't. You know, it's, it's just it's the basketball and blue chips was dope. The basketball scenes and blue chips was dope. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, a white man can't jump those. I just got, you know, uh, good feelings, good vibes. It was a good time for me when that movie came out. So Woody had on the David Robinson punks. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 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 Wesley was doing them bullshit laps around his back and around his bed. You know what I mean? Uh, Marcus was in the flick. So, yeah. Uh, I gotta go. White man can't jump. You taught Kobe how to do a wrong-legged le- uh, dunk. Above the rim. Wait, say that again. Either white man can't jump or above the rim. Yeah, but you taught Kobe how to do a wrong-legged dunk, didn't you? I did. We sat after the uh, after after the the runs after that. After we did about about sat for about ten minutes doing one-legged dunks. That's crazy, and he did it, and he started doing it. He definitely started doing it. Like yeah. he added to his game right away. Yeah. That was his superpower. He would steal your shit. 
and put it in his game. <laughs> and make like it better. Right. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Classic. So if animals could talk, which would be more rude, a hippo, a rhino, or an alligator? That's a good question. But uh, rhinos seem like they're busters. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you had a pet parrot, what would you teach it to say? <laughs> mm, 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 mm. That's a good one, Who? If I had a pet parrot, what do I teach it to say? Ooh. I might be able to teach it to sing that Nate dog hook, smoke weed every day. There you go. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> Hey, if the parrot could give me that Nate dog hook, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would, I, 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 I'd be super, I'd be super happy with the bird. He get whatever he needed. So, if you had the first pick in a three-on-three tourney, would you pick Rashawn, Ray Young, or Chris Johnson? Ooh, that's dirty. <laughs> that's dirty. That, that is dirty. dirty. <laughs> that's dirty. Where are we playing at? <laughs> Rucker Park. <laughs> Rucker Park. Ooh, that's a dirty, that's dirty. question, man. That's so dirty. That's so dirty. Which, <laughs> I, which, I, I, would have, I would, I would, I would digress that question. I wouldn't even answer that. But that's, that's, not where we been. that's a dirty ass question. Man. That's so dirty. That's so. That's fat. why we call it this or that, baby. Uh, that's everybody's so different too. It, it would have to depend on who we play because I would need Rashawn for certain situations, you know what I mean? But Chris, Chris if it's a record part, Chris is a tweak show, man. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to bring Loco. He, just, he, he would be doing stuff. He'd be like, how the hell he do that? Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, he could do that. He score from anywhere. He'd be able to handle the crowd. I feel like Ray, Ray, well, you know, I, I, Ray's sweet. You know, everything Ray does. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, every Ray's, you know, the sweet town guy with the big cast and the hops. You know, Loco doesn't get it done. Sean is one of the sweet dudes, too. You know, get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna go with my college roommate because I know we're gonna argue out there, you know what I mean? But we he'll bite somebody's nose off to get it done for sure. <laughs> get you, a bucket. you ain't gonna know what kind of bucket hey, it is. Listen, I picked them, I picked them for you. I, I picked them for you before you even answered it. I was like, <laughs> you gotta come on, man. <laughs> oh shit. Bill Russell or Kareem? Kareem. Kareem. Kareem, dog. I'm a cap guy. I love Bill Russell too, but I'm on some cap shit. So Kareem for short. Food in San Diego, LA, Seattle, Atlanta, Cleveland, or Toronto? Mm. Damn. I mean, they all got their <laughs> bright spots. They, they all got their bright spots. Cleveland is out. Yeah. We're not doing the Cleveland thing. Toronto, they got some good ass food in Toronto, man. They got the Marche. Yes, when I was up there, they had some fire ass food up there. They take their food seriously in Toronto. San Diego, we're getting up, we getting up there, but you know, you know what it is, carne asada burritos and yep. carne asada tacos. And damn, I wish you didn't ask me that. Seattle was good food, seafood moves because we know what Seattle is. You can get your steak and a lobster. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say. I'm going to say, I'm going to keep it hometown, man. I'm going to say San Diego. You can get whatever you need in San Diego. Plus, you're going to get the best Mexican food on the planet. So, 
Yeah. I'm going to say San Diego. So I know they're different positions, but uh, if you're starting a team, do you take KD or Steph? KD, me personally. Mm. I like the seven-footer who can shoot like Steph. Kyrie or Harden? Ooh. <laughs> damn. Ooh. <laughs> he said damn again. <laughs> I'm going to go James just based on the size thing. I, I like yeah. big guards. Yeah, yeah, I like big guards. And I'm taking nothing from Kyrie. Now, he called. Now, I wanted to call this to do it. But I'm, I'm with Phil Jackson on the big guard thing. I like I like big guards who can see over yeah. shit and absorb yeah. contact and punish you. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with James. Yeah. Triple double threat. Uh, Kyrie, right. Kyrie, AI, or Zeke? Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Chuck. I'm going to go with my dog. I'm going to go with Chuck. You know, you know, I love I'm a big Zeke fan too. You know what I mean? Kyrie just going to have to sit this one out. He's a young fella. <laughs> he got time. He, he got couple of times, you know, win a couple more chips and do some other brilliant things. I'm going to go check, man. I ain't never seen nobody like Allen Iverson before. Yeah. So I played with him, played against him. You know, that's a tough little mother grabber right there. So, you know, I'll put him in Nike camp. He was the same size as a Nike camp. Yeah. So, <laughs> 45 pounds. Probably see, 145 pounds. Yeah. To be the number one pick, you know, throwing himself up against, you know, dudes like me, Rashawn. Mutumba, whoever Shaq, whoever it was, I'm going to say Chuck. Do you take him over Harden then? About to contradict yourself. If it was a little dude, I would, be, I would take over one of my bigger guard <laughs> selections. It would be Allen Iverson. I see, um, I, see that. I see how you politically correctly answered you that. Yeah, I did that. I would have yeah. been a great lawyer, but they just want too much time. <laughs> cool thing. <laughs> Who is your favorite comedian? Dave Chappelle. Hmm. But rest in peace to Richard Pryor, the OG. Yeah. I got, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Richard. My dad used to let me listen to a lot of Richard Pryor tapes Man. live on Sunset with Eddie Murphy. So I'm sorry, I got I got a lot of love for comedy, but Dave Chappelle, the dot the the dynamic storytelling, how he got you thinking and tying the stories, jokes in the beginning of the hour back to the last, you right. know what I mean? The way he's doing then just the mind part of what he does. You know, he's a little bit of everybody rolled up in the one, you know what I mean? Without doing all the bumping around shit like Martin did, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Martin was great too, but I'm going to say Dave Chappelle. Props to him for getting through some of his stuff too, uh, yeah. personally. Brady yeah. or Montana? Oh, man, come on, man. I'm a 49er fan. And I like Thomason, but I'm going with Joe Montana. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Montana. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, or Chuck? Set. Ernie. Wow. Ernie got to hold that shit together, man. He got a lot of shit that he got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> of characters got, up there. Boy. Yeah, he keeps that thing running smooth with everybody getting hey. texted. That's why they got so much love for Ernie, man. That'll turn into yeah. Tom and Jerry real quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Ernie, they wouldn't hit the transitions, the marks, you know what I mean, the yeah. call-outs and the none of that. Uh, they all do a great job, but you know what I mean? And I got love for all of them, but I'll be showing up for Ernie sometimes because, you know, when he goes left, he's going to be able to put it in the back or he'll just laugh at them. And I think they all play off Ernie at the end of the day. 
You know what I mean? So Ernie's doing a good job of letting them be them. He got the most experience. You know, and they're getting that shit from somewhere. I think it's Ernie. I'm gonna go with Ernie, but I love I love the whole vibe of everybody. Yeah, well, and he's overcome a lot, and that that helps him on on the set too. I didn't know Ernie was that big. Ernie, yeah, and he and he and he, and he huh. Ernie ain't no yeah. little dude. I saw him at All Star Week. I was like, damn, I, I forgot. I, I hadn't seen him in a while. I was like, damn, Ernie ain't no little dude, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. All right, a couple more. Uh, is it wrong for, I think I asked Rashawn on this one, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Yeah, they shouldn't play that game. <laughs> that's just confusing. Anything animal should just turn you off. You know, that's some buster shit. Don't be trying to, you know, if you're going to be a vegetarian, eat the, eat, the, eat the kale, eat the kale, kale, <laughs> the kale. you know what I mean? Don't be moving all in here to animal nothing. Stay over there. And you, 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 uh, well, you. I got to get going, guys. I, I'm going to, before I get too late here, I'm going Go outside ahead. with my yep. little man. Yeah, you got but, it. Yo, Jay, I'm going to, Mike, can you send me uh, yep. Jelani's information? I'll reach out to you, man. Yeah, for yep. sure. Good seeing you, brother. Good seeing you, all brother. Right, thanks, Rashawn. All right, a couple yeah, more. All right. Yeah. All right, peace. Uh, Embiid, Jokic, Luca, or AD? AD. Because he won a title? Yeah. Plus right. he's a, you know he's a, he's a little you know it's a little he gets a little banged up here and there you know what I mean but I, I'm a, you know yeah because he won the title who all right <laughs> if your plane was crashing who would you want sitting next to you damn what kind of question is that well you can My go plane? in a couple you can go in a couple different directions you can yeah it could yeah, be someone you hate. Or someone that you love, or someone yeah. that's old, someone that's got cancer. <laughs> you know, you could you could go in a lot of different directions. That's what that's what if my plane crashed, man. I wouldn't want to take down anybody I love. The 45th president. <laughs> hey, that'd be a good a good a good seatmate. That buster right there, you know what I mean? Man, he'd definitely be a high candidate. Any but any type of P.O.S. racist, you know, the person that doesn't really belong at their time, you know, it, it, leave it blank and put any racist person no longer yeah. waste of time here anymore. Yeah. You know, let, let 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 you know. Let me give them an earful on their way to you know their demise. Yeah, there you go, and and sock them upside the head real quick right before you exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. Three more best Yiddish word, Bubby. Mashugana or Tuchus? Uh, I think my wife used to have the nerve to call me Bubby. <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm Bub, short Bub, but I imagine oh, it was short for Bubby. It was whack. That's it hilarious. was all whack. But so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? At the time, I didn't understand it, so I took offense to it. But uh, what was what was the uh, Bubby? Mashugana or Tuchus? Tuchus. Yeah, man. Right. You and KJ picked the same one. Kiss my Tuchus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Best mama joke. Your mom is so dumb. She tried to put M and M's in alphabetical order, or. Your mom is so dumb, she tried to make an appointment with Dr. Pepper. Oh, shit. Dr. Pepper, just for the <laughs> Dr. Pepper reference for sure. You, you know what I mean? Without question. So you, you have a, I'll give you one uh, Jim Herrick imitation. This camp is very, very, very important to me. 
<laughs> you got a Jim Herrick uh, imitation? <laughs> I do. I'll tell you. It, it actually, it's actually right, uh, right, right before we got uh, suspended. Me, me and Stani, uh, Coach Harry pulls me in the office, and he goes, McCoy, are you smoking dope in the dorms? And I was like, uh, uh, no, who told you that, coach? And he was like, he was like standing, he's like, I don't want to hear about you smoking dope in the dorms, McCoy. You're a good kid. You know, just real chill, man. I got so many coach Eric imitations, but that was like my favorite ones because I was like, this motherfucker asked me if I was smoking dope in the dorms. But yeah, he <laughs> was classic, dude. I love Coach Eric, man. So yeah. Is he that still helping coach. out Mark? I don't know. I don't know. I've I've been talking, I'm gonna reach out to him. I don't know. I know he was, I don't know. But anytime yeah. you can get him involved around basketball and pick, he's forgotten about most basketball than people profess to have wrote manifestos about. So, you know what I mean? Anytime you can get him around your program or uh or, or learn from him, you know, that's a win. Yeah, I'm going to try and reach out to him. So where do you see yourself in five years? And then we'll let you go. I see myself on the cover of Wired and a couple hey. of other magazines in five years from, you know, it means from a couple of plays, the uh, things that we want to do in technology and things that we want to do in content, kind of how we want to bring those together to use. I, I see myself being an executive producer, bringing, bringing together a, a full feature you know what I mean? Uh, in, in the next five years and just being a good dad, I'm trying to ground some grind so I can disappear. Who, you know what I mean? I ain't really here yeah. for the rah-rah. And you know what I mean? I don't need like I want to, I'll take a couple covers on the magazines that I, I, I like to read and like I know that uh, uh that it'd just be cool to have. But besides that, I just plan on making dope content, uh being the best I, uh a role model I can for our community and my kids, and you know, just being around, being known for doing dope shit. When you see me, I want you to know that, you know, some dope shit is either being done, is he uh, about to be done, or just, you know, we done already did it and, and we leaving. And I hope to, like I said, just be a good example for athletes, you know what I mean, after they transition and know there's different things that we can still do out here while maintaining, you know what I mean, our, 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 uh, our mental health, you know what I mean? And I just want to be a beacon of light for people, you know what I mean, but with a similar experience or people that have been through some things and want to do the same things that uh, that, I, that I'm, I'm able to do or, or, or beginning to do. I know it ain't going to be every, but for everybody. I don't want to be for everybody. I'm about yeah. premium exclusivity and I'm a character person. So I just want to be uh, just just stay on this uh, good 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 frame of mind that I'm in and continue to help people. And like I said, just be a beacon of light for all creators and athletes, you know what I mean? Moving forward from 2021 and beyond. That's it. Not well, a lot. Well, it is a lot because you've allowed uh, yourself to pay attention and your, your, all your chapters of your journey, you know, have allowed you to, to take this road now, whether it's the road less traveled or, you know, you've paid attention to your inner voice uh, and your inner voice will typically guide you unless you're ignoring it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we also have to give credit to the people that came before you Without in, doubt. In, in, in your space, whether it's Kareem, Bill, uh, Colin, 
Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Malcolm and, and, and Martin Luther King, but mm-hmm. um, you know, anything we can do on, on, on our platform, which isn't to the scale of some of the things that you guys are doing, the Barons and the, um, you know, Stephen Jackson's and, and Matt Barnes and all that, and what you're doing with media 34 and Ray. But um, I say this all the time, but I truly mean it because this is a passion of mine to do what I can as a responsible white man. And I'm not mm-hmm. Kyle Corver. I'm not, JJ Reddick, but um, it, it does start at home and we're doing anything we can to help change this narrative. Like you said, it is a white issue and, and we need to come correct because we've been complicit for far too long. No, who it ain't. I think I think it's about your 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 heart and your mission. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, it might not be Kyle Corver or JJ Reddick, but you're getting right at this point in time, you get more uh guests on your show than they are on their podcast, or you know, you're getting KJs, you know what I mean? You're getting Steve Lavins, you know what I mean, and everybody else, Ray, everybody's tapping in with you for a reason. They're making time out of their day for the reason, for a reason, you know what I mean? So Continue. We uh, like if you anything else, other subjects want to come up. You want to do a group pod, whatever it is. Uh, just let me know. We'll always support you. We appreciate you supporting us and uh, bringing up some of these issues. And like you said, trying to you know be that light, be a beacon of you know of light and hope for the white community and open up some of those conversations. Uh, I appreciate you not getting beat up by Loco. I know he gets turned up. You know what I mean. He did a fantastic oh, job with him, but that's why I love him. And that's why he's in the position that he is now with KJ Live because, you know, he's transparent uh, and he's got a lot of great stuff to say. You got a lot of great stuff to say. Like I said, not one person uh, it, it should be controlling the mic right now. So whatever we can do to help you as well, just let us know. Reach out. And uh, yeah, Sports Deli, this was the bomb. I'm good. It's good to see Rashawn, too. Yeah, I surprised you with that one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. And that's what it's about, dude. Dudes don't get out of the house. Yep. You know what I mean? We got history. It's been years since I talked to him. So that's why, you know what I mean? That's, that was awesome. I appreciate that surprise. That made my, that's going to, that's going to make my Friday right there. So appreciate the love. We're here to support. Yep. Let me know. We, we can do it again, whatever, totally down with it. And uh, yeah, appreciate much continued success to you, sir. And if I can help uh, be an ambassador to get you anybody else that you think, you know, you, you want on the show, just let me know. I appreciate the love, man, and much love back at you. We'll talk soon, man. Good luck with all the filming next week and, and going yes, forward. All right. My dog. Thank you. All right. Yep. Peace. Man, can't thank Jelani McCoy and Rashawn McLeod enough for joining us today in the Sports Deli. Um, it's interesting. Um, when I decided to go in a different direction five years ago, it was a tough time as a college basketball coach, not knowing what I was going to do next. And... Um, you know, I've gone into some different spaces and it's been uh, pretty cool to tap into um, some of the people and in the past and seeing this sort of six degree of separation. And uh, those words mean a lot coming from someone like Jelani uh, or Chris Johnson, who was on uh, the last time or Tremaine Folks, uh, Steve Lavin. Um, and uh, we're just trying to let this thing uh, grow organically. And uh, the end game is to restore the faith in this country uh, and whatever layer we are so that uh, people see white America and black America as equals once and for all. So uh, again, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for Coach K for making a cameo 
and popping in. Remember, your voice matters when fighting systemic racism. Read a book, acknowledge your white privilege, watch a movie about institutional racism, call your local or state representatives, and or have a conversation with someone that doesn't look like you. We have to change the economic, educational, police, housing, prison, and voting suppression narratives that currently need to be changed in this country. And the only way to do that is to listen and learn and then help be a part of the mobilization and change that we want to see. Remember, you can always send us an email to thesportsdeli at gmail.com. And uh, for Dr. J, I'm Hootie Hoot. And uh, please mask up still. Remember, Black Lives Matter. And let's stop Asian hate and any other type of hate, whether it's Islamophobia or anything else. And until next time, peace.